There's no throne. There is no version of this where you come out on top. If we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Welcome to From the Helicarrier, your number one podcast companion for the game Marvel Avengers Alliance and sometimes Marvel Avengers Alliance too. I have the Rock Out Podcasting, Charles McFall, and I'm having technical difficulties and can't hear everybody else, but you guys sure can. So I'm going to step back and let Brian Hibbett take over. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Charles. Uh, yeah, so uh, Charles is having some microphone, actually some headphone uh, output issues. He can He can talk. We can hear him. He can't hear us. So we're going to go ahead and take things over uh, while he figures out the uh, the situation over there. But uh, welcome to what what is the last episode of From the Helicarrier, at least the last episode pertaining to Marvel Avengers Alliance and Marvel Avengers Alliance 2. Uh, once again, I'm Brian Ibbett, and let me introduce our panel, because we've got a great one today. Uh, joining us, returning from uh, a long absence, Mr. Paul Klotz. Hello! You've heard him here occasionally uh, on the show as well as on Coverville and, and other projects of mine. Uncle George is here as well. Hey. And, of course, you're uh, familiar with uh, his videos. His contributions to this show have been monumental, and I think we're all better players because of him. Mr. Kingfisher745. What is up? How's it going? All right, so... Um, what, uh, we're probably going to do here, cause I know we've got a lot of emails, a lot of uh, voicemails that we're going to be playing later on in the show. Um, uh, but I think what we want to do initially is kind of talk about how you, uh, each, how we each came to the game, how we each got to, um, uh, to discover Marvel Avengers Alliance. I'll, I'll start. Um, but, uh. Uh, for me, it was it was getting an email, I believe, from my Marvel Unlimited account, getting uh, information about this new this new game that they had started to promote the Avengers movie franchise, uh, which this was all really intended to be at the very beginning. Uh, started playing um, right away, and I think I got hooked right away. And I can't remember, uh, Uncle George, you're gonna have to help me out. Did did you tell me about the game, or did I tell you about the game first? We kind of told each other because we had discovered it yeah. independently. I saw the link on the Facebook page one day and said, huh, what's this? And never turned back. Yeah. Uh, it's It was, uh, you know, those early days, even we didn't have all those those niceties, those extra, thing, extra things that they'd added over the years. Yeah. So it really was truly, you know, the bare bones version of MAA. And uh, even then, it seemed like a lot of stuff. And it did, yeah. We never had enough energy to do what we wanted to. Right. Yes. Yeah, we, we could play for about half an hour and then, okay, got to wait for more energy. Got to wait for a refill. And I think at one point before I figured out the whole gold situation, because they start you off with a decent amount of gold, um, I think I figured out um, that, or, or before I figured, I was like, oh, 
oh, I'll just trade this resource to get more energy and I can play some more. And uh, holy cow, yeah, big mistake there. But uh, Well, that you know, the first thing that they do is they teach you how to use gold, so they encourage you to burn it out <laughs> right away. Right, exactly. Yeah, Typ typical for freemium games, too. Yeah, yeah. Paul, how about you? How did you uh, get into the game? Uh, a, a couple of my friends, my real-life friends, were playing it on Facebook, and they had, like, a post about it or something. And I may even have seen my friend Johnny Patches, if he's out there listening, a uh, shout-out to him, uh, playing it. And uh, it just looked so cool. Like, you know, it looked like, it looked like you know, the classic Final Fantasy-style gameplay of, you know, you have a team of a few people, and they all use their powers together, and it's turn-based, and I thought that was great. And then um, I got into it early on. Um, it was, you know, right before Avengers came out. So it was in the, you know, those first couple weeks and I played for a bit. Um, I didn't really know what was going on with it though. And I was just kind of getting out of like playing anything on Facebook seriously. You know what I mean? Like I had played, uh, like Mafia Wars and a few other things in the past and I had had fun with them, but I realized that ultimately many of them were a colossal waste of time. Uh, so I played for a few weeks. Uh, the first spec op came out and I quit. Because I was like, well, I can't do this because I got my butt kicked. And I was just like not into it and I got distracted by something else. <laughs> but then I came back to it um, around the holidays about three years ago now. Yeah, now it's been about three years. Uh, it was during the, the holiday season where Nico was available and when Doom was being given away for the holiday giveaway. And that's when I came back, and uh, it, I, it hooked me. You know, I was like, "Oh, this game is so cool!" Now it's <laughs> there's so much to do. There's you know, there's all these characters. Like I was really blown away, and uh, my friends were still playing. Uh, you know, so I was like, "All right, well, I'll start playing too." And I started, you know, I started playing, and I, uh, I remember my first PvP was the Agent Venom PvP, mm -hmm. the infamous Agent Venom PvP. Uh, <laughs> for that was actually the one that was was PvP gate. You know. Oh, was that the one where uh now PvP they extended it a week. That's yep. the one, right? Okay. Yep. Wasn't the the Angel one was where we just basically everybody got everything. Yeah, Angel was before my time, but uh yeah, the PvP gate was the one where uh they extended it by a week and I was I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I was like because I played hard. I mean I was an up and coming player so you know i i i was i was able to hit adamantium but i was fighting hard for it and i hit it and then we had a whole nother week and i was just so i remember being so livid um and it was actually because of that that i discovered kingfisher's videos on youtube and then that was right around the same time like somewhere in that time frame i think it was very close to that that uh he just started doing uh you know his segment on the show and that's how i found this show and that's how i met you guys and we've yeah. talked about that a couple times in the past so i'm not going to go into details yeah. but that's my basic timeline for uh fth i was back for maybe a couple months before i uh started really watching uh kingfisher's content and listening to the show and loving it and reaching out to you guys and here we are kingfisher how about you well with me i actually started playing because of a friend so not to go too far into a backstory, but me and him loved comics. We always talked about them. We grew up reading them. And then we played games like Hero Clicks, and there was a card game called Overpower. But anyways, he started playing on Facebook, and he let me know. And I was like, well, I have to check this game out. So when I booted it up, he was like a level 68 or so. And I thought, man, he's so powerful. I call him in, and he just wipes someone out. And so I just started playing so hard that 
I ended up passing him. He was still only like a level 70. And here I am, I'm like a 120. And all of a sudden, I'm a lot stronger. And then around, um, that was actually during the second spec op is when I really got into it. And I couldn't finish it. But then when Ghost Riders came around, mm. I not only finished it, I decided to start making videos on it. Oh, cool. And I just kind of got really hooked, especially after that. But I remember originally I made a lot of mistakes, but at the same time, I think everyone kind of did. Like uh, on his team, he bought certain characters. He just straight up, you know, bought the gold or whatever, exchanged them. Mm-hmm. And I kind of did the same thing. I remember getting Hulk, the World War Hulk suit, Spider-Man, because that's my guy. And then I got uh, Torch in his suit. And I, I just flat out, you know, converted gold, basically a CP for that. And I kind of learned as I went along. But I'll never forget that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't think I even did the initial um, uh, Mockingbird uh, spec ops. I think um, yeah, I can relate to your rage quit on that too, Paul, because that was brutal. <laughs> I was getting beaten up by Magia thugs of all Yeah, things. right. Oh my god, it was brutal. Uh, played the rest of the game, and I think the second spec ops, George, you and I were both uh, in and and got the. Um, uh, did we get to Adamantium? I can't even remember. They didn't um, do it. Oh no! I'm sorry. Spec up, not PVP. Yeah, we the second spec ups. We both got the hero. Yeah, that was Emma Frost, wasn't it? Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, right. And I'm trying to remember that first PVP because I know it was a while before I got to um, <clears throat> got to Adamantium. Uh, at least the first PVP that I did. Um, oh, good. And let's welcome to the show uh, Charles McFall, Rock God of Podcasting. <laughs> I feel like Zeus trying to throw thunder down from the mountain, going, "Why are you not doing what I want, you damn mortals?" <laughs> oh, yeah, we heard you. We heard all the lightning uh, hitting your desk sure. and the side of your computer. And, no, no, uh... no, no, no. I do not abuse my equipment. I do abuse my desk. <laughs> but I just, you know, I don't touch the electronics. I'm very tender with those. It's not all you abuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys could carry on and uh, carry on. We were actually just talking about, we were going around talking about how we each discovered the game, and uh, you, you came in the perfect time for us to ask you, how did you uh, first discover uh, MAA? Well, see, this doctor in a TARDIS showed up, and you know he said there's this cool thing going on. No, I was, I was in an office, and I'd played like this fish tank game, some Aquarium World thing, because I like fish, and I don't like keeping them alive because it's very difficult, so I played with digital fish. And it was something that was keeping my attention to keep my mind off of everyday boredom. And I think I tried a Hell's Kitchen one and definitely, you know, Farmville. Everybody played Farmville Mafia Wars back in the the day, the early days of the game. And nothing was fun. And everything you had to check in or you'd lose progress or, you know, in the case of the fish or the Farmville, stuff would die. And I cannot be chained down to a game like this. It just was irritating, but I was bored. And I kept seeing the ad pop up on the side, you know, Marvel game, Marvel game, Marvel game. And I saw that my friend uh, John Lee Hart and my other friend Paul Tran, uh, who John Lee Hart has has been on Breaking the Panel recently with us, it said, you know, it shows your mutual friends are playing, and those two were playing, and they were sharing some posts. So I'm like, all right, after about a month of being badgered by Facebook and not finding anything worth playing, let me try it out. And I got in, and I was such a filthy casual, man. I would play my energy. If it ran out, I'm done playing for the day. You know, <laughs> I had no clue yeah. what I was doing with that game until Spec Ops came around. I, I did some Googling. And I, I honestly don't remember if it was Kingfisher I came across then or not, but basically it probably was, but I didn't know who he was then 
we weren't even doing the show, and got some advice on Spec Ops with Mockingbird, the very first Spec mm-hmm. Ops, and went, oh, I'm doing things wrong. I totally need to be like completing all these missions, you know, five starring everything, and getting the spec the golden Tomfa, man. That was the jam. That was my first awesome weapon. Cause I got it before the Golden Eagle, uh, even. And right. but that was how I, I got into it was once I once I figured out what I was doing wrong and how to do it right, then it was just I was addicted and hooked and done. And yet all these years later, you still struggled to do it right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can all agree I do it better than you. I mean, <laughs> quitter. I don't know. There, there were a number of months that I got adamantium and you didn't, but that's not the point. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Who else? Who else hasn't uh, talked about it yet? Uh, you were the last uh, one. You had perfect timing. Right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. For once. Yeah. Uh, do we want to go around and talk about, because uh, I know we get a lot of emails and audio clips to get to, do we want to talk about kind of our favorite addition to the game? So the favorite thing that they added later to the game or changed about the game? Um, yeah. I think uh, I think we might all have some different uh, opinions on that. Uh, Charles, you want to go first? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> no, I will. I will. Okay. No, I will. I, I, you know, honestly, PvP in the beginning I don't care about, I don't play well with others. I, I, I don't play well because I just don't have, now I do it because of this show, because of the internet and, and how great everybody in this community has been. I have a lot of internet friends I can do a lot of great things with. But when I came to this game, my friends were normal weirdos and they didn't play games. And, you know, they, I don't play well because I don't have a crew to go raiding with. And I d- never think I have the time to sit down and grind that kind of game out. So when PvP was first going on, I'm like, I don't care. It has no rewards. It, it is nothing. I don't understand it. I'm just going to keep playing through this mission by myself. That's how I've played 90% of my games, probably 99% of my games in my life. But when they came up with the first tournament and you could win a character, uh, and I, I might re- re- misremember the early days of PvP, but basically that changed. When they changed it where here's a reason to play, now I have to. Right now, I have to figure out there's gold, there's a weapon, there's a suit, there's a character. And that expanded my world past my little closed-minded casual gamer that I was. I was When it came to the internet, I was a casual, I just want to play something when I want to play it by myself, just lightly. And that, the PvP changed changed that for me. Hmm. Very cool. Uh, For me, it was the the heroic battles. Um, Really... Had a, especially the early heroic battles where they had different abilities and um, and debuffs on the enemy that you really had to look at to figure out the best way to defeat them. It wasn't just a matter of go in and hit them as hard as you can and 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 get through it. It was like, all right, yeah, uh, uh, so and so's major weakness is fire, and so you had to figure out a way to you know put a fire dot. Uh, on them or something along those lines plus you know they tried at least again initially tried a couple uh that were based on battles in the comics and uh uh and so i thought that was really really cool just uh, that kind of little that one more connection that we had to the the stories that we all liked mm-hmm. paul uh well i'm gonna go with something that was uh, it's kind of a combination of something that they changed at some point slash what I thought was a relatively unique feature to the game, at least when I first encountered it. And that is, uh, 
the costume system. I really loved the fact that you could get a character that you loved and then eventually a costume would come out for them and they would change the gameplay for that character. I thought that was a really interesting approach uh, that not a lot of their games had done before. Um, and, you know, in hindsight, you know, other games have done it differently where they've made the, the other costumes different characters entirely. And that has its pros and cons. And obviously the system that MAA had had its pros and cons. But I thought it was done pretty well. Um, at least, you know, probably when I would say when the game was in its prime, particularly um, probably my favorite spec ops of the entire game being the... Um, the uh, apocalypse uh, event, mm. you know, the X-Men one with the horseman costumes. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really exceptional. I thought they did a really good job of coming up with interesting and unique costumes that change the characters fundamentally as well as, uh, you know, just, it, it was really good flavor. It was really good design and it was fun. Um, so, you know, it was that it was, it, that was something that was kind of fairly unique. And, you know, there's a couple other games out there, like I said, and they, they do it differently. Um, which is good and bad, you know. There's we we could <laughs> talk at length about the the benefits of going either way, but um, you know it it made it interesting. It made it spicy, you know, and uh, it was great that it, they could use it as a way to fix certain characters later on, like some of the early characters right. that were kind of lackluster. Granted, they <laughs> went a little bit off the flight deck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they went a little bit far with the worthy. Just right. saying, right. I won't miss I'm that. What was the first? Was it uh, World War II cap? What was the first alt they came out with? It was probably the Avengers movie. One yeah, time. I think it was. That's I think right. it was Iron Man, yeah. Cap, Thor, okay. Black Widow, and Hulk. Which, which wasn't Hulk those Iron weren't Man. really monumental changes per se. Yeah. A couple of them were. A couple of them were kind of a big deal. But um, yeah. later on, they just I think they just really hit their stride about midway through the life of the game. Where they were like they're putting out these really interesting costumes that were that made characters that weren't seeing a lot of play viable again. It made some of the characters that were seeing play like just play differently. Mm -hmm. um, it was you know it was cool. They um, they had a few moments in the sun that were just really interesting design wise. Yeah, for sure. Uh, George, how about you? Um, well, uh, when the new character would come out, I'd get excited, and then immediately I'd go, "Oh no." Here comes the grind to get them up to the maximum level. <laughs> so when they added the class-specific battles to the simulator, I thought, oh, this is great, because uh, leveling up a character became fun. So that's yeah. that's my vote, is the, the simulator with the, uh, the class-specific battles. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Kingfisher? Oh, you're muted. How about now, King? Mm. He may have dropped. Oh, he he disconnected. Yeah. yeah, he might be he might be working on his uh, microphone issue. Um, well, I, right. I would say well, you know along those lines, one of the greatest additions to this family was Kingfisher. You know, oh for sure. Um, yeah, we've told the story a couple of times where you we both you and I were playing separately. We ran we ran in. I ran into you playing the game at Dragon Con, and we're like, blah, blah, right. blah, we need to show. You didn't have time. I, I started off, and you realized, one, that there was something there, but two, that I needed a lot of help to get this show going right. Because, like, <laughs> this thingy that has pointy sticks and fire coming out of it, that's my favorite <laughs> weapon. And and 
very early on in this, even before, actually, we know it's before class came around because he came from Kingfisher, that uh, we had people listening going, oh, you got to check this guy out, the Kingfisher. He's amazing. And yeah. I usually kind of ignore that because we were still figuring out who we were, right? We we're still figuring out our our feet underneath us and a lot of times in my past it's been hey check out this person and this person's like a million view subscriber celebrity is like yeah they're not going to talk to us and kingfisher was there doing his videos and they were amazing videos and i think at the time he was about four thousand subscribers and i just reached out to him through youtube because like most YouTubers, Kingfisher was not all over the internet. You could not find an email. You could not find a Twitter. or a <laughs> So I was, I was like, well, I hope this YouTube messaging works. And it did. And then, you know, he was very happy to be attached to our project and, and vice versa. And I didn't even have to ask him to make it exclusive, which I was going to. But the very first clip he made, exclusive here to the Helicare. I was like, that's, that's, this is going to be awesome. And it really did oh, so cool. up our game and, and make everything we do better and just expanded our community reach as a whole instantly. And it looks like he might be back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, good. And you sound much better, too. All right, that's good. Your mic's not doing that thing. Good, good, good. Uh, what uh, We'll jump back over to you, King. Uh, what was the favorite thing of yours that got added to the game or changed in the game over the years? Well, I have to say my favorite thing was and still is, always was, the Spec Ops. So yeah. I just really enjoyed that, the whole story, having a theme, a goal to work towards. And then probably my favorite thing about it is it wasn't frustrating to me like PvP was. I mean, I like yeah. PvP, but especially before the uh, the level cap, I would seriously get ill on the final day because I would wake up at like 8 or 9 a.m. and battle the entire day. And you had to do that. It was that insane. Wow. Mm -hmm. so I just I blocked a lot of that out. I don't remember that early. <laughs> that early on. <laughs> it was bad. You would lose like four fights to you know while you were in one. And you'd come out at like oh, four God, losses. Yeah. So it was really hard to keep up. Mm. Crazy times. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> who's who's the richest of the crew right now? I'd have my money be on <laughs> Uncle George. For sure. Yeah. Well, it depends on gold versus silver. Well, who's who's silver rich? <laughs> well, as far as silver yeah. goes, I currently have one hundred sixty-seven million two hundred thirty-five thousand six hundred fourteen. <laughs> so you're wow. hurting. You need a group boss before the end of September to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about gold? Uh, I'm at eight twenty-four. Oh, geez. All right, yeah, you've got me beat too. What are you sitting on it for? Buy everything. <laughs> I'm about to. I, I wanted to kind of max it out in the last week, just buy everything. Because I wanted to, I want, what I want to do um, is do a screen capture and then post that. But I also want to do a video tour of everything that I have. So I've got something <laughs> to hold on to when this game ends. Right. Uh, that's hilarious. That's really Do we want to talk actual money? Like how much we think we can estimate we've put into the game? Oh, I actually. Oh, uh, how do you do that? How do you look it up? You just well, I you get a receipt from Facebook every right. time you uh, put money in the game. So I just did a search for that and made sure that I had the word gold in there because uh, I'd also bought some other things from Facebook. But uh, all right, here we go. This is this is uh, confession time. Uh, Twenty two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> Jesus. No, that's that's not the highest. I I, I saw somebody in no. Arch, I think is Arenos maybe last week said they put in sixty four hundred over the three or four years. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When before I looked it up, I would have said, oh, probably like, you know, certainly not more than a thousand, probably eight or nine hundred bucks. But uh, that tax yeah. adds up, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. And you get what you yeah. got. I think you, you feel like you got your worth out of it. I do. I felt, you know, I, I, again, I would have said, I would have said uh, a while back, I would have said, oh, well, you know, I'd probably put as much into this game as I spend, as I spend for a monthly um, access to World of Warcraft, right? Just, uh, you know, it's, it helps pay the developers right. uh, bills and blah, blah, blah. Um, no, I don't think, I, I don't think, I think this is way more than I spent in those four years uh, or whatever it was, five years on the uh, Yeah, Cloud kind of fell off there. Uh, so you said you spent twenty four hundred Ibit. Yeah, that literally to the month is four years of fifty dollars a month. Oh, there we go. Wow. Yeah, really? yeah. I mean, I'm sure you spent a little bit more in one month, a little bit less in another. But I did twelve times four, right? And then times fifty mm-hmm. is twenty four hundred on the dot. Wow. Wow. Well, there we go. Yeah, but uh, again, you know, if it, if it, if it. Uh, <clears throat> if it kept them running for one day longer or paid one more person's salary or whatever for, for a couple of months, then, uh, uh, then, then it's worth it. I can tell you my total was four bucks. <laughs> yeah. Four? There, was, there was that, there was that initial deal when you first joined in where you could get uh $5 worth of gold for $4. And I said, okay, I'll do that. And, uh, so that's the only money I ever spent on it. But, I did frequently go to the uh, the free gold uh, advertisements. Oh, and, right. And, uh, got in with those sponsors so that, uh, you know, in exchange for my playing, Playdom would get some kickback from my activity. I was curious as to how you afforded the, uh, the other training room. Um, oh, look, I just got 10 more gold as my daily reward for like You're catching up. Thanks. Thanks, playing them. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, as a Facebook rule, um, they have a, a thing in place where when the game shuts down, um, if you've spent anything the 60 days prior to its announcement, mm-hmm. then Facebook will go in and refund you. So um, go into your Facebook payments and there's a a thing for request refund. I, you know, I don't, I, I hesitate to say that because I don't know if it comes out of Playdom's pocket or if right. it comes out of, um, uh, Facebook's, but, uh, Facebook can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and really based on what I've paid, I think Playdom probably can afford it. Too. Some people have been saying that, uh, they've been getting rejected and they have to appeal the, the re, re- denial oh, or whatever. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have any desire. I mean, I haven't spent money in a few months, and even if I'd spent it last month, I don't think I have a desire to try to get that money back because sure. I played it. I've played it. I've gotten my value. And I, I I only spent twenty bucks at a time initially. No, the first time I ever spent money in the game, man, I was one of those hardcore free players of you know this is a Facebook game and yeah. Sure. But as it started really to show that it's more than that, I was like, kind of, kind of, I kind of want to spend some money. But I didn't have money, and my wife sure Wait. enough didn't want me to spend money. So are you saying that you didn't spend any money on fish in your aquarium no. game that you played uh-uh. before this? <laughs> you didn't buy a, you know, a beta beta fish or a <laughs> no, no. A that's tetra- the thing. It's like it, it stuff fish. dies. I'm, like, I'm not spending money on something I can't keep. 
gotta buy fish food. You know? Fish food. How'd you get fish food? You, you just check in every twelve hours or some something. I don't remember how it went. I know. No, I didn't spend any money because my whole mindset was, it's just gonna go away. And then we're in this game, and there's characters that you keep for the length of the game. Yeah, you know, at the time we felt like forever, right? But you know, yeah. it is forever for the life of the game. And some weapons and some this and that. And my brother-in-law, for my birthday, the first year we were doing the show, he's like, hey, you know what? I'll write you a check. I want you Because he was playing, too, at the time, and he knew I wouldn't spend any money. He was spending money on the game, and I wasn't. And, I mean, he was doing all stuff like, I want to do another spin on the roulette. So I want to spend some money and get some gold. I'm like, dude, that's retardedly stupid. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but he gave me some money to specifically buy gold in the game, and I did. And then I was hooked, right? Your first hit's free. And then it's like, and my wife and I had a few disagreements about it. It was like, look, <laughs> I will agree to a, a budget. You know, I won't go crazy on it and, and – you know, as long as, and actually the company, my company started paying for it eventually because I could write it off, right? Because we're doing a show about a game. Anything I spend on it, yeah. I can write off on my taxes if I need to. So uh, I was doing the $20 gold sales every month. But that was my thing. It's like, but I get a character that I can use over and over and over again. Or I get a suit that I can use. Or I get a weapon. It's not like buying energy. You know, or that, right. you know, exactly. on Sumsum, it's 10 more seconds for a dollar. It's like, no, I, I just can't do that. Not a chance. Yeah. yeah, no. So that's that's what got me in, and and I was with you as long as I had the money. It was like I'm going to buy a gold whether I need it or not because I want to support the the team. And it's interesting. There's an article by Pot Kettle Black over on the wiki that MAA uh -huh. Times put uh, published out as well, uh, or republished or, or however you want to call it. And it, he he tracked the numbers by PVP, and you can really go in his math. It's pretty spot on on everything. I mean, he's done all kind of of charts. Whereas the ISO, what's the best ISO to to put up on your your heroes and to build up these traits and just really mathematical kind of guy. And he looked at the rankings for every. He tracked it from early days. He didn't say day one, but from the early days where you can see the rankings and everything else. And you can see this game spike at Deadpool PvP, and it was oh, really? it was millions wow. of players. At that point. And now that's not even taken, as far as I can understand, that's not even taken into consideration the people who don't play PvP, right? So it's only the PvP players that get counted in those rankings, I think. I, I don't know. Uh, but the idea was at Deadpool, it was at its height. And you're talking, I think, a couple million players in that tournament. And right. then, actually, I'm going to try to find that. Because, uh, actually, Phil, are you, Phil Ramos, are you listening? Uh, are you in the chat room? Because uh, you could shoot me that link to that article. He's the one that, who republished it. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy numbers huh. of how much it dropped off after that. And you got to wonder between them shutting down their personal servers, the Platinum servers, and then of course Deadpool was that was the first controversy, the first major controversy, right? Because Angel had a controversy that gave us Angel. Uh, for free, but Deadpool broke right. the system. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see if I can't find it, but yeah, I remember Angel. I don't remember Deadpool breaking. You don't it, remember but, Deadpool but, uh, Gate, where we had to actually tell people quit yeah. giving death threats to Justin Woods. That was PvP yeah. Gate. That was Agent Venom. We talked about that earlier. I thought it was dead. Yeah. What? Nothing happened with Deadpool. Nope. It was you you always say that it's Deadpool, but it was Agent Venom. It's very. Uh, it's very uh, clear in my mind because that was my first okay. PvP season. Well, you're both kind of right. It was Agent Venom season, but Deadpool went into a frenzy. 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I that's get right. confused. Because yeah, he was glitching out and he was just doing his combo. Yeah, that's right. right. He became so OP that he just, that's what, you're right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I'm more right than Charles. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you, that you goes win. without You saying. definitely won. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> George, you haven't been here like a year. And you're throwing me under the bus, man. What the hell? <laughs> uh, I can't find this article. I say it out of love. I know. That's right. I know. All right. I mean, Charles is just lucky I'm even talking to him after the, the faux pas he committed <laughs> last night. But we won't talk about that on the show. Okay. Yet. <laughs> uh, wow. I cannot find this stupid article that's killing me now. Um, let me just go see if it was on Paul's Ramos's site. Uh, anyway, carry on. I'll find it and you know, I'll interrupt because that's what I do. Oh, there he is. Well, Phil Ramos. I think next, okay. Ah, thank you, Phil. I, was gonna say, I think the next thing is uh, voice voicemails anyway. So. All right. Uh, th- so this is a very good article everybody should look at. It, it, it's not 100% spot on because even Pot Kettle Black doesn't have all the ins and outs of how the business worked but doing the best they can um let's see his data is based on pvp rankings and percentiles he's kept pretty good data on pvp finishes over the years with a few exceptions and he, he explains it he, he gives you the idea of where it could be off so you know what mm-hmm. i would love to add maybe a little bit See, I'd love to know where that begins because I've seen, you know, growth and drop off too, judging right. by my channel. And I, at one point in 2014, I was getting like 1,400 to 1,500 subscribers a month. Right. And that's when the channel was really booming. And then around September and after that in 2014, it severely dropped off. So I don't know if that coincides with that at all. It doesn't quite have well, dates. If I remember the timetable correctly, that was when we had a major content drought. That probably was. It was. If you recall, that was when we had several months without like serious releases, and we had here on the show we were theorizing that it was their build up for the holidays, and they were just trying not to like you know overwhelm everything. Because I'm I'm pretty sure we went like over a month at one point without PvP or. Spec Ops, which was huge, and we were reporting on it, and people were getting restless, which is, you know, that's a thing, you know, that's every time that there was a big content gap, people got very restless, and we lost a few people every time. I know we noticed that with uh, our Patreon subscribers over the time that we had that open Mm -hmm. as well. So That looks like, if I'm reading this right, he started the PvP with Deadpool, the hero, Deadpool being the hero. Then goes to Cable, Psylocke, Punisher, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, so the estimated population when he first started doing this was almost 2 million, just under 2 million players. Wow. Go all the way down to PvP Season 32 with Phyla Vell, 296,000 is the estimation of players. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Where is that? There's another breakdown here. Uh, so from PvP year one started with Deadpool, was the first hero in that year, ended with Spiral in that year. It started with 1.9 million, ended with 1.1 million. It was a climb of 42%. It just kept going down. Year two, you go from Spiral to Karnak, it's a 55% drop off. And year three, Karnak hmm. to A bomb, 39%. Year four was 3%, but we're only about halfway through year four. But it, it dropped. The biggest drop was from Spiral at 1.1 million to Karnak at 500,000. 
that was even mm-hmm. one of the largest. Well, I guess, yeah. So now, yeah. that's a measurement of the number of participants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, like, this, this is not the, the right. biggest data at all, but. I mean, I, I think we, I think the data was pretty obvious that every time that there was a kind of lackluster PvP hero, that involvement in that PvP was kind of minimal. Yeah. Too, yeah you know, so. Um, one other thing I will say, though, is in over the three plus years of the game being out, uh, the environment for competition has changed dramatically as well. So there were probably different points where like a new mobile game would have hit and such that was pulling people away. I know when Future Fight came out, there were a lot of people who were like, all right, well, I like this game, and I'm a, a piece. Yeah. You know, like, they're like this, <laughs> see you guys later, because this game over here seems really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's there's been that as well, too. It'd be really interesting if, uh, if we ever get access to the data to go back through and be able to see, like, you know, the timetable and how it coincided with like their various events that they were in, as well as the various other content that was released through other games and such. Cause I bet you there's a lot of ebb and flow based on that. And it'd be really, it, for me, I think it'd be fascinating to see all that data. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that we'll ever get that luxury. Yeah, I, I'd love, I'm with you. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see the player database. And I'd like to see the percentage of people who paid in just to kind of yeah. mm-hmm. get a post mortem on it, really, just to see what happened. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, Kingfisher, we felt it too. We felt a plateau in gaining listeners. We felt a plateau in, in gaining people in our our Patreon community, and then and there was a decline. Comments in the uh, the, exactly. the agents only lounge yeah. too, seeing people uh, chatting in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Mila being one of my favorite people to interact with. Uh, she stepped out of the game, going, "I'm just not playing anymore." You know, I, I wish I was, mm-hmm. and I'm not. And you just see that happen. Well, for. For all the crap you give me, Charles, I mean, there were a lot of people who stepped away around the same time that I this did. This is true, but you, know, was... you, you deserved a crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take I'll take all comers, man. I mean, you know, you want to slug it out. That's fine. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's my frustrations were not, you know, just mine alone. They were shared by yeah. the community. Um, and I really, like, I do applaud the diehards. I mean, since this is our, like our send-off yeah. show. I mean, I want to give a big standing round of applause to everyone who stuck it out, yeah. um, especially when the content was slow, especially when things looked pretty grim, especially during PvP seasons where the balance was completely wonky. I mean, you know, like those first couple seasons with the Worthy were brutal. Um, you know, when, when each Worthy was in their prime and there was really no no counter, you know, to them and it was you either had them or you didn't. Anybody who stuck it out that didn't have everybody unlocked at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I a lot of respect for that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of lessons in there. You know, it's uh, if there's anybody out there listening who ever worked on the game, and I'm sure there will be some. Uh, you know, don't don't let our criticism ever think that you didn't have a great product, but there was definitely some uh, some times where it was really tough to love your game. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they made it, they made it really hard for us to love them sometimes. Yeah, that is yeah. that is one of the things that came out. Uh, real quick, because King, not that long ago, you put out the audio to our show about, hey, treat us like journalists. Why aren't you talking to us? Which I fully agree with. You know, we never, mm-hmm. we never got treated like a journalistic outlet. And I think part of that's because had this been an individual game company, played them and stayed played them, we would have. But I think Marvel, of course, oh, has yeah. their lock-ins, and then once it fully went to Disney, right. there was there was no way. You know, they had one outlet that was that was their. Stuff. It was clearly evident when when the when the game closing was announced. A couple of the people who worked for 
Disney Interactive kind of came out and said, hey, you know, we watch, you know, we listen yeah. to the show, we watch the show, we watch Kingfisher's content. They admitted it in, in you know, social yeah. media. And I mean, I think you have to, right? If you're developing a game like that, you got to stay in touch with your community. And your forums are probably not the best snapshot of like rational yeah. thought. <laughs> You know, I mean, because there was some wildness. I mean, that was those forums were really like like the Wild West Saloon, you know, but like, you know, reaching out to the shows that support you, to the content producers that support you. Um, I mean, just seeing what they're saying, obviously, is is invaluable um, feedback. But I, I really do wish that they had reached out and given us the opportunity to have a bit of a a relationship. I think you they know? wanted to. Uh, uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I've got a contact there and. Took a long time to get that contact, and uh, but ultimately <laughs> mm-hmm. got one, and and they're very very close to the vest about what they said, of course, and, and very careful because I would never mm-hmm. want to jeopardize anybody's job, but I had to ask. I said, mm-hmm. "What question I do have to ask?" Or two questions, you know. Uh, we take I I very have a lot of bravado, and I, I run my mouth a lot. And I'm like, yeah, they listen. Well, then they did start listening. It was like, oh yeah, we said this, and then they changed it in the game. And but that was always kind of tongue in cheek and and fun, right? It was it was fun. Right. But I said, was there any time we inspired anything in the game? And the feedback was one they they said we want one we want you to know that we absolutely and I don't know who the we was but I'm assuming the small office that the developers work in or whatever that we love the show we love listening to it we listen to it all the time and that meant a lot to me because that was the first time it finally came out that they we knew we saw mm-hmm. evidence in the Twitter feed and stuff but they got to say that but secondly uh, no we didn't do anything specific to inspire this or that or the other but something I never saw coming is there were times when us and Kingfisher would discover a bug and they never knew it existed. And it was a much faster oh, way wow. to solve a problem by us talking about the bugs that we found. They mm-hmm. could fix it faster than going through the ticketing process. Exactly. Damn it, we did ruin a bunch of those <laughs> things. I, mean, I, got, I seriously got like some real hate over because I got tired of the ones like the Elite EISO and Grit bug. Oh, yeah. And finally, God. I was like, this has to be changed right now. So I made the video. People got furious, a few people. And uh, as far I just wanted to say, as far as being contacted about that whole thing, I actually did get an email at the end. They said some of it was confidential, but they did kind of say the reasons why they didn't contact us, influencers, as they called us. And and, I mean, it Mm -hmm. it made me feel a little better, but yeah, they did want to, but you know, there was different things going on, I guess. Things are out of their hands, you know, it's the way the world works. Well, you know, in in fairness, well, there were apps, there's absolutely, I mean, when you're when you're part of a huge company like Disney, your hands yeah, get tied exactly. with that in regards to that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, being that I come from, you know, a competitive card game background and particularly Magic Gathering, Wizards of the Coast has a long tradition of reaching out to fan sites and, you know, hitting them with spoilers and reveals and stuff like that. It's a big part of how they non-monetarily show support for those sites and those those content producers. You know, they give them a scoop once in a while, you know, especially when a new set is coming out or something like that. I really feel like they absolutely could have done something like that for us and just said, hey, all right, we're going to do a big announcement, but we're going to let you guys, you know, premiere it on your live stream on Tuesday. And that would have yeah. been awesome. Um, and it, it would have it would have earned them a lot of social capital, too. I mean, it, they would have gotten a lot more support that way. We, we said many times on the show, at least during the time that I was on the show, that uh, we knew that they couldn't just like sit down and have a, 
open heart to heart with us. We get it. You know, you're part of a huge mega corporation, the biggest corporate, you know what I mean? Arguably, probably the biggest entertainment company on the planet. And uh, we get that. But, you know, it's uh, reaching out to your community goes a long way. And I, I really wish that they had taken the opportunity to try to quell some of the rumors and some of the just I mean, you can. I guess if you reach out, sometimes you fuel the fire, but I think a lot of times you can quench it too at the same time. So, um, you know, there was an opportunity there, but uh, I'm glad to hear that they appreciated our content. I mean, I'm proud of that, and uh, I think we can all be proud of that. Yeah, I I did feel like, King, I don't know how you felt about it, and Ibit, at the end, towards the end of the last couple of months, I really felt like they were dropping content closer to when we could do the show like they would drop it on a friday so we play through it and get ready for tuesday there were times when it dropped mid-show on tuesday uh sometimes on monday and i felt like because we kept calling for it and it just started happening and i don't know if that could have been coincidence but i just felt like we can't give you spoilers but we can at least try to get the production schedule done so that you'll have some time to be able to talk about this on the show yeah that too you know yeah yeah, I'd yeah, like absolutely. for that to be the case. Yeah. I, I I think yeah. it was just random coincidence, but uh, um, but there's you know nothing wrong with us feeling like well, we're doing it to be nice yeah. to us. It's one of those things we talked about this a couple times on the show. It could have been one of those just cosmic alignment things where we happen to do our live stream on Tuesdays all the time, and that happened long before I was on the show. You know that was always the schedule, really. Yeah. And Tuesday tends to be the day that a lot of major game developers release content because. You know, they get to come in off the weekend. They have one day in the office to prep and finally, you know, put it out and make final changes. And then they have the whole rest of the week where everybody's coming in to work every day to work on anything that needs to be fixed and any follow up. So uh, I think that kind of just really worked with our schedule, too. You know, just a happy coincidence. Uh, Cal 75 wants to know which one of us is producer Woods. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can finally let the cat out of the bag. It's King. It's Uncle George. It's yeah. Uncle George. That's why we never say his last name. I actually have an announcement mm-hmm. to make. I'm no longer Uncle George for the duration of, the, of this game. From now on, I am Gorgo, Breaker of Winds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I still stand by uh, Kingfisher is a very pretty girl with a voice changer. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you, you already said earlier on his mic was messed up. He didn't have the voice. She didn't have the voice changer ready. I'm just saying. Right? Yeah. Voice changer wasn't yeah. working. That's the funny. speculation, if we could talk Go about that it, yeah. just for a second, the speculation <laughs> over the years about Kingfisher's identity and, like, you know, who he was and if he was using a voice modulator. And I was like, no, I've, I've been on Skype calls with him. I promise you he's just – that's him. You're getting him <laughs> raw and uncut, you know? For sure. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was one of my favorite parts it. about I, being involved. Yeah, in I, I liked it. And and. Even even getting to know him as a person, I was like, "Don't don't let me see your picture." I love the whole you know <laughs> bad guy from G- Inspector Gadget picture I have of you in my head. You know, right? Wizard behind the curtain kind so of he, thing. Yeah, I still haven't seen a picture of Kingfisher, and I and I don't want to. I want to do you know, same kind of thing. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> no, I want to I want to continue that mystique. Plus, hey, right. I saw what happened when I saw Paul's picture, and I just <laughs> oh, oh. wow. Oh, those, those, that Man. beard was not evergreen. You, you, would, you said you. <laughs> That's King, true. King, what's what's been one of the moments for you like this? Have you enjoyed the people speculating about you? Have you had any of those moments with us? Anything like that? I definitely always enjoy it, and it kind of has me 
pushing and pulling whether or not I should ever reveal it. Like that's, that's part of the whole thing. I'm like, man. So I was telling people maybe at 50 K subs, which I don't think it'll ever happen though. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I remember the very early times, especially when I had the old, I had like an old headset mic and it was distorted, like definitely. Mm-hmm. And I used to not really listen to my audio because I hated it. I think everyone hates their own voice or something. I don't know. Or most people. And so it bothered me. And I was like, my cousin was like, man, your voice is even deeper. And I was like, really? And I started really <laughs> listening to it. And I was like, man, I got to get a new mic. But then when I switched <laughs> over, you know, they were still there were still people like, you're using a voice changer. And I was like, no, I'm I'm really not. Yeah, well, you know. But you guys used to say, I actually almost got lost the point. I was just going to say, someone said claw, and that's what I remember. You guys really early on, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I was the Inspector Gadget villain. Right. <laughs> uh, that's what I bring to the show. I might not get every last dot on every last I for every last weird meat backwards scroll that we got. But, you know, I make you laugh, and I try. It, it, is, it is so much fun. I yeah, I don't know if I could go on without you regularly butchering uh, pop, pop culture references on a daily basis. And then it brings those highlight moments where Emmett got couldn't remember something that I did, and I got to spike the ball, right. and that was I went home. Oh, that yeah. was it. That right. was the end of the yeah. game. It was like a year ago when I got something right and Emmett got it wrong. That's when the yeah. the play was like, okay, we got to pack this up. That's not that's not right. every once in a while we got to let you have Bounce your rooting moment. Where you get to come out. <laughs> You in the game for a couple of plays, and then we carry you off the field. I mean, you didn't do Rudy. anything. But, I'm just you know. Rudy here. That's that's all I can hope. Yeah, for. yeah. Hey, listen the one the one pop culture reference that you never ever ever Don't got say wrong. Alice Cooper. Okay. Roadhouse. Oh yes, Roadhouse. I am the king of Roadhouse. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I actually kind of have expected with as much as I went on about it, and then I talk about you know it's my birthday, blah 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 blah, and I'm open about that stuff, and people do want it, and I have friends who send me stuff, whatever. But I did kind of expect to get bombarded by Roadhouse DVDs. I'm like, I hope not, and it didn't happen. I, I'm glad it didn't happen, but I thought I saw that potential. I kind of backed off the Roadhouse for a little bit. It's because nobody could find yeah. any. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, come, come on. on. Yeah, it's, uh... Anytime they're available, they just get snatched up just like that. <laughs> they like to the rabid the roadhouse fans. Uh, oh, I'm sure I've seen a few in those big buckets at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> the, ones, the ones behind the Best Buy, right? <laughs> now, I just, now I just imagine Charles going into Best Buys all the time and digging them out of the bottom and bringing them up to the top you know, so that people can I see I might them. have to do that. That might have to be your Christmas gift every year going forward is you just get a Blu-ray <laughs> oh. of Roadhouse from me. Nice. So. so at least it'll be at least it'll be, uh, it'll be crystal clear crap. <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> I don't want to hear Angel Eyes. Come on. All right, uh, we got some audio here to play, and we got a lot more discussion to go. So here's uh, Super Stewie, one of our most faithful speak pipe senders, with a speak pipe. Here we go. What to say? What to say about the death of MAA? Well, it was a fun run. Lasted longer than my service did. So, you know, made a lot of friends, got to learn uh, how to deal with stress, got through my troll period, <laughs> and uh, here we are all together at the end. So looking forward to the future, and let's just step on by that dead pile of MAA in the road and move on down to the next one. See you guys. <laughs> 
Uh, well thank you, said. Stewie. Well said, Stewie. And thank you for uh, your service. <laughs> this game lasted longer than a service. Isn't a standard sign-up four years? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, let's see what else oh. we have. Pokeprof could not be here today, so here is his audio. Greetings, agents. This is your friendly neighborhood Pokeprof speaking to you for the last time. I'd like to apologize for not being able to be there in person, but with a new job that's working me 40 hours a week, not exactly reasonable when I just don't get my off day. YOLO! That and the simple fact that I was a derp and didn't say, hey, maybe we can move this to Wednesday when I get an off day, but eh, what you what you gonna do? Sometimes life just doesn't work the way you wanna. With that said, I wanted to talk about a few of the things that I loved and enjoyed about MAA before we say our final farewell to it. Probably some of my favorite things that I will always keep with me as we leave this wonderful game that we've been with has probably been some of my, seeing my favorite heroes into the game. You know, it's like y'all heard just how ecstatic I was when Cloak and Dagger were put in. Um, trust me, that's nothing compared to when Spiral was put in. Because Spiral, it's like as much as I love Cloak and Dagger, Spiral was always my number one girl in Marvel Comics. So, seeing her get in, even if we didn't get like a little Mojo-verse thing, it's like I was really happy to see her in, to be able to fight with her. And while she was never really the strongest hero, I always enjoyed using her in battle, especially when D-Power was broken as heck. Probably one of the major reasons I actually stuck around with the game, though, I honestly can't say why. There has actually been times where I just kind of just signed in to sign in and just do a little PvP or whatnot. Really, it was the constant spec ops and, you know, seeing what heroes are going to be introduced that kept me coming back. You know, even whether they were broken like Ares was to where, you know, they actually had to change his kit a little bit to make him a little bit more balanced. Or they were a little bit more lackluster, like maybe Cammy for some players or okay. just stuff like that. But I think the, one of the biggest things and one of the reasons I loved MAA, and the thing I'm going to miss about it the most, is probably actually the simple fact that, well, I mean, look at it this way. When it comes to most games, it's really hard for them to go, and unless there's something like Pokemon, which, we come on, we all have to admit, MAA kind of was like Pokemon... It's really hard to go and have a bazillion different characters, all with different abilities and actions and whatnot, and all have all different backstories. The only game I can think of that comes even close to what kind of roster MAA has in terms of pure heroes is probably Marvel Heroes, and even then that's really stretching it. But because of the way MA was designed and because it was a Facebook pl platform, you were able to go and show off all these different characters that a lot of players and a lot of MA and Marvel fans just weren't introduced to. I mean, how many people heard of the Runaways before MAA? 
how many people heard of... Well, for me, it's like I never heard of the Nova Corps before MAA'd. You know, it's like it, it was like yeah. I was really excited because it's like, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy introduced the Nova Corps to me, and heck, the Guardians of the Galaxy is another example. They were fairly little known before their movie and MAA, and this really helped them come around. But there was just so much stuff. It's like. We would have never seen Cammy. Um, Moon Dragon is another character who I just would never know, and that's probably going to be the thing that's going to make me the most heartbroken with this game going away. And but the thing I also love about it the most is just seeing all these different characters I would have never otherwise known. If there's just one thing I could say that I would love to see in the future, no matter what happens, is. Hopefully, if we get another Marvel game or any Marvel game that's still going right now, they work really hard on introducing, you know, just as many characters as they possibly can. You know, let that be MAA's contribution to the video game world, saying, hey, you can put in a lot of these characters, even if it's just a little storyline, be it, even if it's just a little bit of text dialogue. You know, let us see those characters... That we would never otherwise see. I mean, let's see some of these lesser-known characters, like Faravel, well, like the Inhumans, you know, like Spitfire. Let let them be playable characters. Or if you can't, you know, do something like, heck, like with Cannonball's recruit message, where he talks about if we see a young man on fire streaking through Brazil. On the next World Cup match, you know, that will know it was because of Cannonball. You know, do stuff like that. You know, make it so that the world that we are in, for whatever time we're in it, we really get to see just these characters be more than simple characters. That we get to really get to see them live. And in the end, that's really what we gotta just hope for and go for and do for is just to live with what we've got with these characters and these games at this point I'm just kind of rambling it's late at night I'm tired in more ways than one I'll just leave off saying you know if you guys ever you know need me for anything just you guys should know where I am I'm at my YouTube channel, even though I haven't updated it in months. I'm on my uh, Twitter. And, well, I think the best way to really just end this out is say, if we can't save this world, we're sure as hell gonna avenge it. Take care, folks. And Godspeed, MAA. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, and we absolutely need you. You're not King. You're Pokey Prof. Pokey Prof. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> Go podcast. We want to use your voice and your your ideas for to help make that a better show as well. So we'll definitely be trying to scooch you over that way if we can. And before yeah. we play, we, he, he really I do want yeah. to jump in. He did hit the nail on the head as far as like introducing characters that I probably never would have had any idea about. I'd heard about the, I'd, I'd read the Runaways or seen a little bit about the Runaways, but. Didn't really read that first 
story arc, I think until uh, till the characters started getting introduced. Um, uh, the um, the file of Vel. Oh, the Elsa. Uh, oh, Bloodstone. Yeah, yeah. we wrote that Elsa Bloodstone. We all read that that series. Uh, you, me, and George, based on mm-hmm. uh, and and Paul Klotz, uh, based on uh, Elsa Bloodstone getting added to the game. So. Yes. So I, makes I, me I, come up with a ahead. question. Um, yeah. Like, uh, finish this sentence. The two characters that make that never made it into the game make me disappointed. That are. Who and who? Batman and Superman. <laughs> <laughs> They've provided a lot of disappointment. Eddie smiles at home. I would have to say for me, Silver Surfer, and uh, not that I want this guy to be playable, just to see him in the game as a role would be a Watu, the Watcher. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always wanted him. Of course, you know, I always go to the Sentinel. You know, that's that was the one I called for over and over again. It was a sentry? Damn it! <laughs> well, I can't. I can't get it right now because if I get it right now, let's it ruins the whole last, show. Let's get one last one right. of those in the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I was thinking about this. Uh, for me, uh, I was surprised Machine Man never made been it into the game. He would have been fun. Um, I think any any of the members of Alpha Flight, Sasquatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snowbird would have been great. Having an Aurora and um, uh, North Star combo, yeah. I think would have been really cool. Could have done that like cloak and dagger, mm. maybe. What about you, King? Hmm. Uh, Namor, and he's so stuck in my mind that I'm not even sure who else. But uh, Silver Surfer would have been good. Uh, wasn't there a guy named Super Pro? How about put that guy? <laughs> no, uh, Sleepwalker, <laughs> and. Uh, I don't know. There, there's so many I wish were in there, but Namor is by far at the top. Thank you for not saying uh, "Hoodie Scarlet Spider." <laughs> Damn it, that's mine. <laughs> what the hell? You ruined my joke. <laughs> hey, King was teasing me about Hoodie Scarlet Spider being long before you, Paul. <laughs> but you don't understand. That was going to be my second one. I could one. see him sitting on uh, it. <laughs> I uh, oh man. <laughs> Stolen all my thunder, Brian. <laughs> oh, all of it. What was your? What was the other one that wasn't uh, Hoodie Scarlet Spider? Uh, Multiple Man. Oh uh, yeah, Jamie right. Maddox. Uh, yeah. I thought it would have been awesome if they did Multiple Man, kind of like they did Kang and Doom, where he was the only character you mm. could bring, and then his abilities would let him summon copies, and you could do yeah. crazy, crazy stuff with it. So very cool idea. Uh, yeah, that would have been cool for me. It would have yeah. been. Um, uh, Devil Slayer, who's not too well known, but he would have fit perfectly in the game because he can pull any weapon from any dimension or any world out of his cape. So that would have played very well into the game. And the other was the man thing. Oh, right. Man thing. Yeah. No kidding. All those would have been cool. Uh, What's the one character that. Yeah, there might be more than one. Let's pick one because we got some more audio to play. What's the one character that you guys saw in the game went. What is that? And it intrigued you enough to play with them, and they became one of your favorites. Or you know what? Let me rephrase that. What's the one character that you just loved in the game, whether they were good in the game or not? So Wait, like, what? okay, so like for oh, me, <laughs> like, what character did we enjoy playing the yeah, most in the game? For, uh, uh, for me, it was. Um, uh, I just lost him too. No, I, 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 he was such a disappointment. 
Uh, I'm blanking right now because I'm trying too hard to think about the question, but the guy with the swords, that's Shatterstar. I'd never heard of Shatterstar, really, vaguely, before the game. He came into the game. He just he caught me. I loved playing with him. Never did well in PvP. He, he just never suited PvP. But I loved playing with him, and I went and read some books that he was in and really enjoyed his character. So what kind of character did that for you? Hmm. Union Jack for me. Um, he, was, he was a powerhouse, and uh, I loved having a guy that would occasionally jump in and, and, uh, and attack. And, you know, coupling him with uh, Spider-Man Noir or Star-Lord or Rocket Raccoon, um, and having them play off each other's attacks was just such a great combo. Well, if you're asking uh, what characters inspired me to learn more about them outside of the game, I would have to be the Runaways in general because I was slightly familiar with the characters, but then that gave me the uh, inspiration to get my daughter's graphic novels and read through them. But uh, as far as somebody that I discovered that I really love to play, and this just happened within the past few months, is The Punisher. Because once I got him to 15, he became incredible. You could, you could uh, in one turn, get, give him three class advantages, and he could just wipe out the, uh, the opponents. So that was so cool. Nice. Uh, for myself, I would say, um, in, a, in similar to what George said, for me, um, the uh, Inhumans royal family, I didn't have a lot of experience with, but when they started to appear, like when Karnak appeared as a PvP hero and the others started to show up, I got really interested in them, and that got me to go read the the 90s run mm. and, and start exploring it right before they kind of, like, it was really right on the cusp of them getting pulled into the MCU in a big way, you know, so it, it all kind of coincided together. Um, but the one that I really enjoyed playing and I enjoyed the gameplay of uh, was Nico. Um, when, when I picked up Nikolai's team, you know, like team ideas of how to play her and I played her in, I want to say like five or six, at least consecutive PVP seasons. And it was always fun. I mean, you kind of had the get out of jail free card of her, uh, breaking and -hmm. coming back, but like she was so poorly matched up against some of the rest of the metagame that it was really fun to try to like make it work. Like I, <laughs> I spent probably the culminated a, a lot of hours fighting iron fist, uh, heroic age, iron fist one-on-one with Nico where she can barely do anything to him and he can barely do anything to her. <laughs> and it was just like going back and forth until one of them eventually won. Um, but yeah, I really liked that they kind of explored new design space with her and she was a lot of fun to build around. Uh, and, and that was, you know, my, my favorite team was when I was playing her and uh, um, Iron Patriot. And just like, it was, you know, it was interesting. It was fun. What about you, King? Uh, for me, characters that weren't good in game, but I'm always going to love them, is uh, Spider-Man. And uh, I don't know if that's exactly the, the answer you're looking for, but oh, yeah. as far as characters in game that maybe weren't fantastic, but I liked using them in game, uh, Morbius is one that comes to mind. He was pretty good, but I think I probably liked him more than most other people. Yeah, he's weird to me. Maybe. I didn't. I never understood his gameplay. Uh, 
He sucks. <laughs> That's not cool, man. Not cool. Not cool. All right. And uh, it was yeah. a pun. Uh, vampire. Was a vampire. Uh, yeah. No, not cool, man. Guys are bad. <laughs> bad. And uh, our, honestly, one of our favorite instigators in the world, he, he wrote a memo that got the MAA world uh, burning a couple of years ago and always likes to throw in little barbs and jabs and and uh, eventually warmed his way onto the team and has become a very valuable member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Chris Wisdom joins us now. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, good, welcome. Good to hear all these voices hey. that I'm, I'm accustomed to hearing but not interacting with. So. so who's the character that maybe wasn't great in game for you but you loved playing with anyway or loved having him? Uh, Anti-Venom. I, don't, I mean, he's, he's, he's a solid mm. character. I don't know that he's... Uh, upper echelon, but um, he's one that I always like to play, and I know for for many many PvP seasons, he and Pesty Beast were my go-to team, and they're kind of a throwback team. I'll usually use them up through until Diamond League. That's how I'll start out with, and then I'll switch to my new regular team. But there you uh, go. And then as far as like characters that I didn't know a lot about, um, but came to through the game, uh, that Annihilation uh, Johnny Storm. Oh yeah, mm. and actually, you know, mm. I just recommended yeah. you read that Hickman run of Fantastic Four. That mm-hmm. that story's in there. Okay, oh. mm. cool. cool. Now I want to take a quick moment to thank because we got a little bit of audio left, and then we got a lot of emails we're going to burn through as as well as we can. Uh, but we could not. Ibit and I definitely could not have done this by ourselves. I I definitely was struggling by myself, and Ibit came in and helped out a lot. Uh, then Kingfisher with your segment, of course. Paul being part of the show and helping run the website for a long time. But you know about the voices. You know about the people who are here right mm-hmm. now. You know about the segments we play and how much we're grateful to them. But you might not know about is the people who help us with the everyday stuff that goes on. Uh, the the There's so many groups out there that we get our name in front of, especially in the early days when it's so important. And we didn't do that. We had people who helped us do that. Uh, Timothy Potts is definitely there. Anado uh, came in in the last year or so, and he's been really, really helpful. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you want me to say your last name, but Mark has been very, very helpful with our Facebook page. He wants Nikolai. You can't forget Nikolai. He did a lot of art for us, and he was one of the first moderators of the Agents Only Lounge and really helped a lot and poured a lot of himself into the show and into the game. And and to this date is the only listener who's ever made it live on the air with us other than the call-in <laughs> show. I mean, he, he was actually brought in as a, a fill-in host um, and uh, live from Romania, I think is where it was. Right. Um, right. And it, it, it hurt us a little bit when he had to move on and he got a job uh, in England and had to relocate his life and didn't have time to – be a part anymore, but we really appreciate him and then Mark taking over, doing a lot of the artwork. Callum Reevy was the first a Facebook page moderator that we brought in, and he did a lot of amazing work for us and found a lot of great headlines and news and those four in the morning posts mm-hmm. when we're in the U.S. sleeping and it's daytime for him and he's up there catching the news. It, it really gave us a 24-hour news cycle for stuff for a while until he had to, the life took over and he had to move on. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that I wanted to say thank you to those people who helped us out because you might sure. not have ever one more, And one more mm-hmm. name that's on this side of, of the world is, or this side of the, um, the creation of the show is uh, Mike Woodard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who helps mm-hmm. put this whole thing together. You hear him at the very end. <clears throat> um, you know, his production work is, uh, 
second to none. So big thanks mm. to him as well. I, you know, if I can chime in for just a moment here, I, it, a huge thanks goes out to everybody who's helped us, you know, over these years, um, whether you were around before I was or whether you've been around since, um, you know, ultimately it was this community, you know, everybody who supported us through Patreon, everybody who supported us by tuning in weekly, like incredible. And it was because of your enthusiasm as both a community and as, you know, the hardcore you know, core group of people who reached out to help us on a personal level. Uh, ultimately, we went on, you know, Charles, Brian, and I went on to form Giant Size Team Up because of that support, because of that passion from the community that supported us, and because of our, our desire to go on and do bigger, better things together. Uh, and so everybody who's part of the Giant Size Team Up family now, I mean, ultimately, it can all be traced back to from the Hele Carrier and the community that supported us. So... I'd want to thank everybody who's ever been involved, you know, at any stage, because uh, we, we've had a number of, you know, content contributors as well. When I was trying to run articles on the site, um, you know, Nick B, yeah. if you're out there, I had a couple other folks who wrote in um, and I really appreciate that. I mean, you know, that was an initiative that ultimately didn't last. We didn't keep with it because uh, it just wasn't getting the reception that it needed to have. But that's fine. I mean, that's what you do. You try new things and you get feedback from the community. And, uh, of course, one last time because, you know, I, I always have to bring it up, but, you know, Jesse, yeah. Disco Booty, yeah. um, for being the heart and soul of FTH, honestly, like from a very early point, uh, someone who kept us uh, motivated and positive when uh, things seemed awfully dark at times. Uh, so thank you, all of you. And I really mean it. So uh, we we greatly appreciate it. And uh, here is... Let me make sure I get the right name here. This is a piece of audio from Matt Burdell, who is, uh, he sends in audio from time to time. This is his final FTH report. Hello, agents. It's Agent Matt, checking in one last time. I know I haven't been a very active contributor to the show in recent months. Unfortunately, real life has had to be more of a focus for me lately, as I've been working very hard to find a full-time job, an effort that's just recently paid off. But unfortunately, that's meant much less time to dedicate to MAA beyond checking in briefly each day to relaunch my flight deck, fight some PvP battles, or make a bit of progress on the newest mission. And I'm afraid I won't even be able to listen live to this last show. Like most of you, I'm still pretty disappointed about the way the game is ending, but I've made my peace with it. And I'm looking forward to finding new things to do with all the time I'll be getting back that I spent on this game. A lot of people have already shared their thoughts on the game shutting down, and have said pretty much all I could say. So I figured I'd just share some of the things I'll miss most about MAA, and then wrap it up with some special words of thanks. I'll miss the feeling of success and accomplishment I would get at the end of a long, hard-fought PvP season where I accomplished my goals. This show and the community have had a lot to do with that, and I'll talk more about that in a bit. I'll miss the story that the writers of the game put so much effort into creating, and the way they worked so many characters and familiar plots into the game. I've never actually been much of a comic book fan, so it was pretty cool to learn about characters I was unfamiliar with while seeing a lot of my favorite heroes and villains brought into the game, learning about new characters I'd never heard of before, and getting a chance to play through versions of some of the all-time great story arcs in comic history like the Phoenix Force Saga and Age of Apocalypse. I just wish we could have gotten a House of M spec ops. How cool would that have been? Mm. I'll miss the feeling I'd get when I'd stumble across a team-up that no one had ever thought to try before. I can remember plenty of nights where I'd be up late thinking, what can I find that will go well with this character? What will pair up with this ability? What would happen if I team these two characters up? I had a lot of fun brainstorming these crazy concepts with other agents, and it was so much fun to see these ideas come together. Whether it was finding a way to get more mileage out of a certain effect, 
coming up with a great combo that opened up new avenues of gameplay, or turning a previously weak character into a powerhouse. I'll miss finding that one character that you know right out of the gate is going to be really special. There were plenty of characters that were heavy hitters or defined the meta in PvP, but there were a handful of characters that really stood out to me because of how better they made your whole team. Characters like Heimdall, Satana, Hercules, Gorgon, Phaza, Electro, and the one I'll miss most of all, Taskmaster. Hmm. Likewise, I'll miss yeah. seeing old characters like Loki, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Spider-Woman, and the Hulk get a new lease on life with much-needed alts or reskins and thinking, hey, I haven't used this character in forever, but now I'm excited to see what they can do. It's one of the good ways that the developers kept the game interesting while continuing to introduce new content. I'll miss the artwork. More than anything else, what kept me playing was the fantastic creations the art team consistently came up with. Seeing my favorite characters brought to life in such great detail was amazing to behold. I can remember being awestruck the first time I saw Carolina Dean in action. I remember him laughing like a crazy man when Molly Hayes started chucking battle vans around. <laughs> I remember getting the chills seeing the animations for symbiotes like Anti-Venom, Hybrid, and Carnage, and marveling at the attention to detail put in on characters like Songbird, Cloak and Dagger, Rocket, Squirrel Girl, The Human Torch, Black Panther, White Tiger, Howard the Duck, Baby Groot, and so many more. It's just a pity we never got to use Mysterio as a playable character. I would have had so much fun oh, watching man. all the animations for his moves and seeing what he could do. If you haven't already, please be sure to send a tweet or message to Sam Wood and thank him for the work he did on this game. He's really earned it. So I'll wrap this up with some special words of thanks. First, to Kingfisher. I'm really thankful for all the effort you've put in over the years in covering all the aspects of this game, from your character reviews, team builds, all the tips you've given us for beating challenge missions, E-ISO battles, your coverage of Spec Ops and PvP, and much more. It's been a privilege watching you grow as a video producer, and I wish you continued success going forward. To Pokeprof, you came out of nowhere and quickly became one of my favorite parts of this show, as you dug old characters out of the vaults and reminded us of their past greatness. You helped me come up with a lot of my own concepts and helped me remember a lot of characters I had simply forgotten about. To Agent Anado. I swear, man, we need to get a DNA test done sometime to make sure we don't share a common parent, because it seemed like our minds were so in tune when it came to coming up with team-ups and builds. I'm really going to miss all the time we spent bouncing ideas off each other as we both tried to come up with the best matchups we could. To Paul Klotz, thank you for being the voice of the common man. I always look forward to your dry wit and unique perspective on this game, as well as your unforgettable soapbox rants over the years that gave voice to the frustrations we all felt as players at one point or another. To Charles McFall and Brian Abbott, thank you for everything you've both done to make this show so successful and such an integral part of the MAA experience for me. Before your show came along, I was a mediocre player, making little headway in ranking up and struggling to even contend for Diamond League in PvP. Listening to your show helped me become such a better player, and I'm glad I was able to give back to it in some small way from time to time. Charles, I'm sorry you drew the short straw so many times when it came to reading my emails, and Brian, I've recently gotten into Coverville, and I've really been digging all the work you put into that show. I look forward to hearing so much more of what you do in the future. And finally, to each and every member of the Ancients Only Lounge for making this such a positive gaming community. As many of you know, I'm gay, which means that among many segments of the gaming community, I'm guilty of being the worst thing imaginable, something different. I've seen so much negativity, anger, and selfishness displayed among so many online gaming communities to anyone who doesn't fit the mold, including, I must say, other communities based around this game, that for years I was very hesitant to get involved in any kind of online gaming at all, because I knew I wouldn't be able to be myself in most of those settings. But this community has been completely different, 
The people here are welcoming, open-minded, and you've all helped make our group an example of what a gaming community should be. So thank you all, each and every one of you. That's all I have, agents. I'll be staying active in MAA long enough to get my last three characters fully leveled up so I can go out of Super Spartan before I head up to that farm in upstate New York. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll be looking for a new game to play just yet. Seeing MAA go away has been like going through a bad breakup, where you're reluctant to test the waters for something new right away. Right now, I'm picking up Future Fight a bit. I'm also finding some solace from going back to older games I'm more familiar with, and I plan to stay active in the lounge like Kingfisher is doing by sharing some of those games with everyone every few weeks or so, just so we'll have something new to play from time to time. Here's a hint. The first one I'll do is an awesome game that you can play with just one finger. And no, I'm not talking about Tappers of Grayskull. Solitaire. <laughs> Best wishes to everyone, and I hope we can keep this community together even after MAA is gone for good. See you on the other side, agents. This is Agent Matt, signing off. Well, there you go. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Uh, You're awesome. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, another great frequent contributor, someone who wrote in on a regular basis. Well, I am going to jump right into the emails, and then we can kind of just mm-hmm. – I know Klotz can see it. I think Chris can see it. Ibbett can see it. So we'll just kind of run through. And, of course, we'll do comments afterwards uh, after each one. Asia Iron Spider writes in, hey, head honchos. Agent Commander Iron Spider here. I just wanted to write in one last time to give my thoughts on the game, and I'll apologize ahead of time for any meandering. I started playing the game a few months after the Avengers was released on DVD. I watched Avengers and then went and looked for Marvel games. I played the game on Playdom until that site closed. I was level 213, had most of the lot boxes, and was starting to be able to make adamantium and had half the heroes. I was not I was not one of the lucky ones. I had to start over from scratch on Facebook. It took a while, but I'm finally level 300. Have all but three pages of the heroes, excluding Lotbox heroes, and have all of the Lotbox heroes from Kang except Destroyer. Said to one level 15s, and have gotten to the point where I almost was all I, I almost was almost able to keep out of the mantium. <laughs> when Plato was still up and running, I was a jumper. Because of that, I discovered the Facebook group Sky Eyes of MAA. Yeah, I was in that group for a little while. Omega FTW, which I know it's for the win, but, you know, it could be something else, too. Uh, <laughs> so uh, through that group, I discovered Kingfisher. Through him, I discovered you guys. I have loved every podcast since. When MAA 2 was announced, I was excited. After it was confirmed that MAA would continue, I played the game as much as I was able, considering I used an iPod 5th generation yeah, oh, wow. holy cow, man. I pretty much stopped playing when you can no longer buy the experience for silver. Now I jumped in, in to, I jump in to get the rest of the heroes. Now for the goals. Get the rest of the worthy. Get as many of the heroes as possible. Level as many as up as possible. Play through all the missions one last time. I may still write into the Breaking the Panel podcast. Well, we would appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, but for FTHC, this is Iron Spider signing off. All right. Very cool. Yes, uh, Agent Halfhill wrote in, said, uh, by the way, I'm finding a cold here, so I apologize for my voice. I haven't mentioned that yet today, but you may hear it when I'm talking for long extended periods of time. Hello, FTH agents. I would like to thank you for reading my email last week. My kids got a thrill out of hearing you guys read what I wrote. You guys are awesome. Just wanted to take a moment to thank you for adding so much joy to this game. Come October 1st, I really can't imagine what it'll be like when this game goes into its last good night. 
But I want to thank you guys for helping make MAA into more than just a game. You really created a community that added so much to this game and to our lives. I want to thank you for sharing your laughs with us and even your tears. I hope when you have the final podcast for this game that you will feel you will all feel nothing but the love that the community has for you all. Thank you for walking with us through the good times and bad times of both the game and, more importantly, of our lives. Now, enough of that mushy stuff. A thought struck me last week. Uh, this week. We have a whole continent of heroes at our disposal. They've saved the Earth and even the very universe more times than any of us can count. Well, maybe the Pokeprof knows. I don't know. Surely one of these awesome heroes can save the game we love, don't you think? I know it's unlikely in reality, but play along with me. (laughs) So, if uh, if you had to pick one hero from our list of mighty heroes, who would be able to save our game? I mean, think about... Uh, who's going to tell Hulk, Wolverine, or Ghost Rider that they can no longer fight evil? Or maybe it's one of our super smart heroes that will be able to stop the shutdown. Maybe while they're working on incursions, they came up with a way to stop the shutdown too. Maybe Tony or Beast? Or perhaps Reed Richards will be team uh, together with Victor Von Doom to stop this unthinkable act. Perhaps it'll be a hero that we should or we would not have thought it strong enough. I mean, maybe Spitfire will be fast enough to jump out of the computer and destroy the off switch before it can be pushed. I've learned not to underestimate her. Kurth and Cloak and Dagger have been nigh impossible to stop. Maybe they will stop the end from happening. Those are all good suggestions, I suppose. Who would you choose as the one to stop the end from becoming a reality uh, on October 1st? I finally realized the one hero that may be able to pull this off. The one hero who seems to be actually aware of our world and someone who is able to break into it. I mean, this is the hero who was able to get his movie made when it wasn't going to happen. That's right. I'm talking about the one and only Deadpool. I have no idea how he'll make it happen, but he seems like the one to stop the shutdown. I mean, somehow, he knows what's happening in our world. I just hope he doesn't hurt anybody when he saves the day. I wouldn't want things to get messy. So last week, I borrowed lines from Star Trek and The Princess Bride. Now it's time to give a nod to the greatest movie franchise. Help us, Wade Wilson. You're our only hope. (laughs) It's funny. When he started talking about that, Deadpool was the one that I was thinking about because of uh, his ability to break the fourth wall and uh, make someone's phone ring. So pretty. So pretty. Uh, My first thought? Scarlet Witch. If she can say no more mutants, she can say no more shutdown. What about Emma Frost? She can just make everybody do what she wants. Right? What about Kami? She can just bore you to death and they'll fall asleep and won't shut off this game. (laughs) (laughs) What about Jubilee? She can make some fireworks. No. Uh, Klaus, you want to read Agent Paladin here? Uh, hi, Agent Paladin here with my first and last email. (laughs) First, I want to thank you all for for all the time and effort you've put into the podcast. Many of us have enjoyed and learned from it, and it's been nice listening to people talk about this strangely addictive Facebook game that no one knows I play, but I love. It's been a fun ride, and while it hurts to lose the game, I play every morning before work and every night, I understand that nothing in life stays static. Change comes whether you want it or not, and all you can do is try to swim with the current and enjoy the ride. I truly hope the developers know just how special this game was. How special a Facebook game, in capital letters, folks, uh, had to be to be my favorite game these past four years. Truly amazing. And lastly, I want to let everyone in on something. 
MAA isn't dying because of Disney or profits. It is dying simply because the incursions have become too unstable. <laughs> One of them will swallow our world, fellow agents, and there isn't anything we can do to stop it. We've put our best minds on it, and any time you can get Tony, Hank Pym, and Reed to agree, you have to accept what they say. There is one small hope and one thing we can try. Agents, it is our it is our considered opinion that one day that one the last oh no, sorry uh, one the last day we should place our best and brightest heroes in Quinjets and send them off in all directions. <laughs> maybe one will come through with a miracle. They've all done it before, and if they don't, well, maybe one or more of them will survive somehow in some way. It's nice to think so, anyways. My jets will carry Cap because Captain America, Squirrel Girl who never says die and always beats unbeatable odds, Spider-Man, who understands the essence of being a hero, Thor, because we want a god on our side, Kitty Pride because I get to pick one hero I just really like, Thing, because he is actually a pilot who has the most Quinjet time and just flat deserves a chance, <laughs> Doctor Strange, Master of the Occult, just in case we find the hoary hosts of Hoggoth, and lastly, Deadpool. He was so exciting to get in the game that developers loved him as much as we did, and he gave us tacos. Good luck to you all. It has been an honor, ladies and gentlemen. I salute you all. See you on the other side. Agent Paladin, Greg Scott. Thanks, Thanks Greg. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Wisdom. I, I, I agree with all of that, except for thing. I don't know that <laughs> anybody has quite as much flight deck experience on a Quinjet as Luke Cage. Yeah, is Luke Cage? <laughs> yeah. I almost I would feel wrong if I didn't put Luke back on yeah. a Quinjet for one last time. <laughs> for the last one. All right, so from Agent Frank. Well, I guess we got to read this the right way, don't we? To you, Captain's Rock Gordon Golden Age <laughs> USS Helicarrier. What else is there to say but thank you? Thank you for your time and your dedication in making this show. Thank you for discussing with us, against us, and for us. Thank you for the Agents Only Lounge, a place I proudly call me bro my browser homepage. <laughs> thank you for inspiring me to enter the world of podcasting myself. Thank you for enabling what? my... That's the first time I've heard about that. Cool. Yeah, throw a shrimp on the Barbie. It's it's big. It's big. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for enabling my Photoshop affliction through my MAA character cards. Thank you for humoring me and actually reading out my MAA rap song. I didn't think you would. Thank you for helping my suggested nickname of Soapbox Clots become an actual thing. Thank you for introducing us to the King, the Pokeprof, the Anadose, the Teal Deer, the Blazing Defender Report, the GSTU Network, and of course, the Evergreen. Thank you for the amazing people, Nikolai, Snorri, Callum, Phil Ramos, Thomas Buck, Ellie Collins, Travis Jones, <laughs> Uncle George, Chris Wisdom, ah, oh, love you, <laughs> Mike Wooden, and too many more to name. Thank you for turning a great game into a wonderful community. From every agent in the Alliance, good day. <laughs> Hats Very off nice. to you for maintaining that accent. No, hold on. You know it, it's well not done. completely horrible right. either. Even when he called you out, you're like, hey, hey, you kept the accent and everything. <laughs> uh, that, that was beautiful. That was too much. Oh. All right, let's see. The only thing missing from that was a beer cracking and a certain C word we don't say on the show. <laughs> that would have been truly Australian. Oh, right. Uh, agent Costed in writes in, Hi, FDAC agent. That is back for one last email telling my story about MAA plus final thoughts. My story is a happy one. At the end of my IT class, the teacher gives us some time, so I'm playing MAA, and a guy from the next grade sees that I'm playing. He says, hey, I played that game too. And we start talking to each other every break because my school is so weird that sometimes I'm alone in class. Plus, there was 
point there was a point in which I was in a wheelchair to understand how hard it was keeping myself entertained during the breaks and thanks to MAA it was possible. I'm sorry, the first thing that pops in my mind is Timmy Custodian. <laughs> All right, today our friendship that's a South Park thing, Agent Custodian. If you have a yeah, 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 yeah. Continue <laughs> on. Like we're, you give you're not to freaking just, wisdom. Just just, just... Just move. Just that just means I'm a bad person too, Charles. Because nobody ever quotes <laughs> South Park, Charles. Ever. <laughs> Dude, yeah, shut up. Today, our friendship has surpassed the game. He has given me the books that I used to study, which means that someday whatever I will achieve will be in a part thanks to MAA. Final thoughts. Number one, thanks to Windows 10's game DVR, I'll be able to record some fights. Number two, how do I get the Asians Only Lounge with the chat link? Didn't work for me. Yeah, no, okay, so if you will... Go and find the Agents Only Lounge on Facebook and request entry. Or if you just email me, I think we're actually friends. I'll make sure to, to get you in there, Agent Costin. Uh Three, what will you do with your Twitch now? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> what are you going to do with yeah. your Twitch? <laughs> Personal. Uh, I, Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, uh, Coverville records here every week. So that will be going on. Oh, no, I've got my, I moved over to a different one now. Oh. Wow, so we're just burning Sorry. down the house. That's just yep. sad. It'll, it'll live on yeah. in infamy. Which brings up the point, you know, when your uh, personal page on Facebook, you can turn it into a memorial when somebody passes away. I wonder if we can turn in the FTH right. fan page into a memorial, if that'll work. Ooh, maybe. Uh, four, part of the series I didn't <laughs> talk about is how since we can't get X-Men due to copyright, why not get Star Wars and Incredibles? <laughs> 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 and then five, all the other stuff I forgot to tell you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, what they could have done. They Since they canceled Infinity, we wouldn't have had the statues, but they could have brought the Infinity licenses over. That's true. But then that's a lot of coding. And Damn stuff. those incursions and all the different things they could have done. Mm -hmm. God. <laughs> fighting, fighting Deadpool <laughs> against uh, Han Solo. Star-Lord versus Han Solo. That would have oh. been, been pretty epic. All right. Uh, all right, I'm going to throw one in here that is not in the show notes that just got sent directly okay. to me. Um, uh, hey, y'all, FTH, Kilgara here. Uh, firstly, I want to thank you guys for such an amazing journey. The game has taught me so much of the Marvel Universe and its characters. It was a shame not to know if the Winter Soldier would get an E in AISO, but I'm betting to think they would have added one of those to the game. I'd like to thank y'all for inviting me into this journey and hope the very best wishes in the future. Signed, uh, Michael Sarson, Kilgara. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you want me to read uh, this no, other one as well? Uh, yeah. I got okay. the next one. All right. Uh, greetings, agents. Agent Tech Paradox checking in for the last time from the plains of BFE, Illinois. Time to get sappy and sentimental. Aww. A little over four years ago, I started noticing things showing up in my Facebook feed for a new game, Marvel Avengers Alliance. I'm all about all things Marvel, so I gave it a go, expecting that it was a little more than a dressed-up advertisement for the upcoming Avengers movie. I was instantly hooked. Sure, it was a simplistic Flash game and a blatant cash grab that was only intended to be a promo for the Avengers, but I dove in with both feet on day one. I just had... it had so much depth as, uh, as some lower-end RPGs I had played years ago, if not more so. Overall, it was a blast and has been my constant gaming companion ever since. Somewhere in the beginning years of the game, I discovered from the Helicarrier. You guys had already been going for a while, at least a year, but the show was easy to get into and fun to follow. Your easygoing, conversational tone kept the discussions light and informative, while frequently mirroring my own thoughts and feelings on the game. 
I often wished I could get the extra funds together to make a reoccurring donation to the show that was a weekly part of my commute, if only for the number of times I enjoyed shouting, you filthy casuals, <laughs> at my radio. <laughs> Alas, it wasn't meant to be, and now there's a hole in my listening schedule that'll be a tough spot to fill, seeing as how I already listened to BTP and PXP, I'll have some hunting to do. I'll be writing this out until the end to paraphrase a line from a DC comic. When the last second ticks off the game clock, my job will be finished. I'll help put the chairs on the tables, turn out the lights, and lock the universe behind me when I leave. You guys have all been great, and I wish you all the best luck in wh wherever the road may take you. Agent pa Tech Paradox signing off. Man, it kind of feels like we should have like some boys to men into the road playing minus. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> all right. I'll tackle this from CK7 because it's, it's a long one. Uh, yeah, you will. Sure. Uh, it's from the Helicarrier finale. So long and thanks for all the Kingfisher email. <laughs> nice. Hello, all. It's Agent CK7. I guess this is the last we'll see of each other as agents. My friend asked me to play this game four years ago. I never would have expected I'd grow so attached to it. In fact, I quit really quickly after i started during the deadpool season i think my first chosen recruit was she hulk she's always been a special uh she's always seemed to be special for that reason she was also part of my first really bad pvp team of she hulk and hawkeye oh <laughs> god dude i'm sorry i think i left because i disliked human torch teams oh that was that was the rage back then wasn't it oh right uh, it was yeah. about a year after that that i decided to jump back in Dr. Doom was not only my first lockbox, but also one of my first heroes. I saw this on some MAA forum. I think that it might be fun to do. People should send it send into the health carrier. One, a screenshot of the current roster from their profile page and or their PvP, PvE setups, builds, etc. And if you do that, we'll post it on the Facebook page for sure. Uh, it's uh, from the health carrier at gmail.com. Uh, two, their top six favorite most used heroes, a.k.a. the front lines, from the game and their favorite agent build and possibly what they're what they'd bring to the team for extras the reserves the next seven heroes from the game that just don't measure up from the six above it's a lot of math man <laughs> uh the new recruits characters recruited that are too low to be ranked and their honorary members seven favorite heroes heroes that just deserve an honorable mention and the guys could post it on the facebook over the weeks until the game ends yeah we'll do that I never expected how much others would grow so attached to it. I had this really deep MUA-style ending in which Uatu appeared and rattled off the agent's accomplishments, what effects they had on the universe, and revealed two different endings. But now that it's possibly the last show, I don't really feel like doing the whole thing anymore. I get that, man. Uh, my two endings to the MA universe, Philavel and Warlock fail. The universe is destroyed, but the agent is surrounded by a bright light and vanishes. Suddenly, he finds himself face-to-face -face with a psychotic future Hulk, the maestro, the collector, who saved him in order to gain an advantage over the Grandmaster. <laughs> or two, Philavel and Warlock succeed. The universe is saved momentarily. The end of the incursion brings a threat of equal or greater severity than Beyonders. They, they thank the residents of the MAA-verse for stopping them so they themselves could wipe out all life. While the incursions saved some things, they would leave nothing alive. The agent, with all the allies he made, plus some, that united under the man who constantly thwarted Thanos, Dormammu, Mephisto, and the Serpent, stood defiantly against this new menace. At least this threat had a face that could be punched. Facing unimaginable <laughs> odds, the agent's alliance fought, and though many perished, they succeeded. The Beyonders are vanquished, and the MAA universe is safe once more. 
And then he's got a final team set up that, of course, will be in the notes. But it's the agent in a journalist flight suit, Ronan and a Moonstone. And uh, mm. fun tip here, if you have an admissible evidence, use it all up. They're really fun to see your heroes pre-countering like crazy. We'll see you around. But I do have one more idea. I do have one more idea if you guys have another show before the end, Agent CK7. Uh, no, as the door say, this is the end, my friend. Uh, wisdom. Why don't you take on Gustin? Am I supposed to pull, pull out the Swedish chef act? Dude, get your fondue and chocolate ready, people. Uh, <laughs> All right, hello, guys. Agent Gustin here from Sweden. No, Charles, it's not the same as Iceland. I know it's not the same as Iceland. <laughs> I've, been story. <laughs> I've been absent from the game for several months. I simply couldn't find the time to play anymore, which hurt because I usually reached Adamantium every PvP and had a big bunch of my heroes at level 15. I didn't dare to open the game again when it <clears throat> when I had the time time over in the case that I would start to cry because I had missed it so much. But I continued to sort support you in Patreon even though I didn't want to listen to your podcast anymore, mostly because I knew that I would start to cry like a baby when I realized how much I missed. I love your podcast and your sense of humor, even yours, Charles. <laughs> I've had some good laughs over the years. My wife, recently married, wait, his what? wife is recently married or he's recently married? Congratulations. He recently, recently got married. <laughs> Things that I'm a hopeless dork that sits benched in front of the computer and listens to your podcast at the same time as I play the game. Now I heard that the game is closing, so I came back anyway and have been, a have been a nostalgic player who just realized how good this last chapter is. The story is awesome and the enemies are a-holes, just like I want it to be. Sad that it's over. I'm also sad that your podcast is ending as well. I can't send you any silly emails again about nonsense like why Dick Silver is a dick it's, it's actually wrong to call him a dick he's more of a human shield i'll miss you guys <laughs> best regards agent gustin uh, uh yeah as they say uh captain america's shield is made out of vibranium and hawkeyes is made out of <laughs> agent wilkinson writes in dear ibbett mcfall and whoever might else be on the call as he's saying, it doesn't quite go. The only thing worse than rumors and scaremongering. scaremongering, okay, is rumor and scaremongering that happens to be accurate. I think I had an idea. Something that was I had an idea. Something was wrong with my request for Avengers Alliance info. At SDCC was met with a mostly awkward silence, and I think the IIRC. Yeah, okay, thank you. A brief, I'm old. Okay, I don't get this stuff. A brief Feel mention there. of Night America having <laughs> just come out, or was that FISA? The forum suddenly vanished wasn't a good sign either. Still, seeing that shutdown message via Twitter at first really hurt. Surprising that MAA2 is going as well, but I guess when Disney decides it can't be bothered, it doesn't go by halves. I know Anado last week had some quite annoyed things to say regarding the flight suits and the ISOs, etc. To be honest, I was buying that gold anyway. I had gotten used to actually, or I'm sorry, ah, man, I can't read today. I've gotten used to usually paying my Playdom tax, mm -hmm. so it was nice to have stuff to spend it on, even if some of it was kind of overpowered. Hell, it's just nice to have it work, a working inf infiltrator flight suit, even if none of them actually fly. Pity, though, that now there's no chance of seeing the flight suit code reskinned for werewolves. <laughs> no more chance of an abort all button on the flight deck. No more chance of ever getting a Spider-Man rebuild to give him the passive spider sense and witty retort that he richly deserves. No Jubilee or Professor X. No Miss 
America or Kid Loki. No Clara Prost or Zaven. No playable Nick Fury or Coulson. No Kingfisher. Okay, that last one's just me, but since Namor seems so unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> Most of all, guess they'll never fix PvP now. God, I hated that. The only uh, adamantium I ever won was Kid Appeal Nova, and I don't even like him. <laughs> Quite a few times I burned out on it long before the end and barely played it. No, enough of that. Even the soul suckers couldn't pull me off MAA completely. I've been playing it since before Spec Ops 1. I'm determined to at least finish up the last few chapters. I'll miss it greatly, and I will be, it will be odd not having both it and FTH in my life. As for FTH, thank you for guiding us through the game all these many months. It's been, well, I guess I can't say memorable as my memory is shite, but it's certainly been entertaining. I'll try at least to stay in touch. They're still breaking the panel, right? But it's going to be a little weird for a bit, remembering I don't have to tune in live at 9 p.m. my time anymore. See you on the other side, I guess. Agent Alan Wilkinson, Cassius 335. Oh, thanks, Alan. Uh, you can take on Special Agent P3 there, Ibbett. Yep. Uh, greetings, FTH crew and members. And to all agents listening, I just want to say thanks to all of you guys. Brian Ibbett, Charles McFall, Paul Klotz, Uncle George, Pokeprof, Anado, Kingfisher, and all who contributed to the show and the community that surrounds it. I started listening to you guys in December of 2014. Before then, I never even paid attention, or for that matter, listened to any podcast. Your show opened up that world for me, and I'm grateful for that. When I heard your show for the first time, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Three guys coming together in what seemed like a talk radio show format and discussing the game that I'd loved playing for years. It truly validated how I felt about the game and didn't feel like such a lone weirdo who played it every day. I remember one show in particular where Ellie started to become a regular. At one point in that show, Charles stated, it's just a game. Ellie countered and said, I disagree with that. It's not just a game. Because this game touches our lives, it affects all our lives. That stayed with me and gave sense and pride that not only had I, that I had for the game, but for this wonderful community that sprung up from it. I also believe that this game will return one day in some form or another, in some other format and on some other platform. That is because the really, truly great games never die. Again, thank you so much, and see you on the other side, agents. Sincerely, Phil Ramos III, a.k.a. Special Agent P3, signing out for now at matimes.com. There you go. That is all the emails for today. Uh, one last thing before we go. There is breaking the panel. It will move to this time slot. We'll record on Tuesdays. I uh, don't think we've talked about doing it live. I don't think we will do it live. But it will be recorded, and that gives Brian the ability to be on every week. It'll be Klotz, myself, Brian, and Wisdom every week, and then we'll throw in some guests from time to time. Kingfisher is on the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can find him over there. And right now it goes to his YouTube page. If you subscribe to YouTube, you're, you're good there. But we hope to grow that as he wants to grow into a home that he can do other things that he'd like to do with it. And that is always there. And Uncle George can always be found in Brian Ibbett's basement. On Coverthon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but real quick, happy moments. Yeah, this game has changed a lot for me. If you listen to the Patreon uh, recording I did, you'll hear a lot of that. But you know, I, I echoing a lot of that sentiment in that last email. I went from a podcaster who felt like I was struggling to get my feet underneath me and really build something in this world I knew could happen, and and playing a game that nobody around me cared about, and to meeting. You're one of the founding fathers of podcasting, Brian Ibbett, and go from that to going, hey, he believes in the idea. It must be a good idea to him being on the show, to us becoming friends and, and doing so much more. 
That sounded dirty, but that's not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to having Paul Klotz, which on the surface, to me, was the kind of guy that I just go, just listen to and go, we would never be friends because he was so strong in his opinions and is such a deep gamer. And I've had really bad experiences with deep gamers who, who just look down on me and make me feel like an outsider, which he never did. And he helped change my view of gaming as a whole and the world out there to Kingfisher who who did the video stuff that gives my me a headache anytime I try to do video editing and that kind of thing. He did amazing videos that I would always be able to go to that site and go, okay, secretly I can't tell anybody. I just don't know how to get past this, but I need your help, man. <laughs> and he was always there with with the the gentleness in his voice going, this is how it's going and and these are these are the things that are happening. Uh, George coming on and, and having some of that deep continuity, man, and being Daddy Warbucks to us all <laughs> for sure, and and making that run with me on, on panel by panel, and that's had to been put on the back burner right now. Just things are so so busy there. Uh, wisdom, Chris, wisdom coming in and believing so much in what we're doing. He wanted us to start a network based off of what we're doing, and I won't go into all the details, but he definitely he he pushed forward. He pushed forward hard, and it was it was. Yeah a catalyst for us to really talk about how we want to do things and move forward. And, and, uh, he helped get breaking the panel off the ground and he's been uh, a great host over there. And of course the people who believed in us, antidote, pokey prof, giving you the outlet that you've had to put stuff out there and all the listeners, all the people who've emailed those, you, those of you who are talking about, you know, listening even after you quit playing, or you know, many many people wrote it. I mean, that's that's probably the most common compliment is, you know, hey, I'm playing the game and I'm listening to your show at the same time. And if it wasn't there, this is the first show I've ever done. That your know, life happens. Production schedules get off kilter sometimes. This is the first one I've ever done where the day after we recorded, they're like, "Where the hell's the show, man? Where's the show, man?" And they were all <laughs> like, "That makes me feel good." It makes me feel good that yeah. not only do you count on it, it's part of your daily routine. And for that, you forever change the world. So when we look back and, and I'm the rock god of podcasting and I throw my thunder around, and you're like, crap, we helped create that. You know, that's just saying. <laughs> so that's my happy thoughts. You guys can have the last words and we'll get out of here. Um, boy, I mean, talk about summing it all up, though. I, 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 I just want to echo everything that you just said, Charles. The amazing uh, group of folks we have on this show right here who've been inspirational in their their suggestions for gameplay, their ideas for teams, their uh, just their support and helping, you know, get me to adamantium or get me past frustrations with the game. And, um, and then, of course, the community. You guys out listening to us. Uh, out there are just awesome and thank you for all your support in the show and the emails you send in the contributions in the agents only lounge and on the other facebook pages um you guys are awesome and uh don't let it be said that uh um that this was not a um a fantastic and positive community because it absolutely was it broke the mold for me as far as what an online gaming community yeah. could be in in support and positivity and uh and uh, let's take it forward into the next phase, into whatever the next phase happens to be. This Agents Only Lounge isn't isn't going anywhere, and there's plenty of Marvel games to play. So um, we'll see you guys all here in the Agents Only Lounge. Anyone else? 
Uh, I, I kind of already said my, my farewell and my thank yous a little bit earlier, but, uh, just one last time. Thank you to, to everyone. Thank you to Charles and Brian for giving some random dude on the internet a chance to contribute <laughs> to the show and then, you know, become business partners and friends and, you know, put out what I, content that I am truly proud of. You know, I mean, it's uh, the support that I've gotten from these guys has been incredible and the support I get from the community on a regular basis is incredible and I really appreciate it. And I mean, ah, oh, man, these guys can be real frustrating sometimes. <laughs> Charles, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Brian's cool. Uh, but yeah. joke. <laughs> you, you guys at home, uh, you, you're fantastic. Um, I, I have met a lot of people because of this game and because of this show that I consider to be genuine friends. Uh, you know, Mark, give you another shout out. Uh, Nikolai, for sure. Nikolai and I have spent hours on Skype in the past just chatting about the game and life and many other things. I mean, uh, really couldn't be more thankful for what this community has offered and the support and just the incredible experience. Thank you so much for enriching my life over the last few years and encouraging me to go out and do something that I've always kind of dreamed of doing. And now I'm doing it. So thank you. Well, thank you everybody else. Any last words? Uh, I think King had to drop off. Um, I I'm here. I'll say oh, something. Oh, cool. uh, kind of just to echo a lot of the things that were said in the, in the notes. I agree, especially with the one that said, you know, this game was really special in that I never would have thought a Facebook game would become my favorite game. Like I've played games my entire life and for just like a random Facebook game, to become something that maybe I put more hours into than anything else I've ever done. I don't know, it's really special. So I do want to thank everyone that was involved with making this game. Even though I know a lot of us were upset and everything about the closing. Still, we have to thank them for everything. And of course, to you guys, you guys were amazing. I love working with you. Hopefully we can do something going forward, like you said. And just to, to everyone involved, definitely the community. Thank you to everyone for all your kind words to me. It's, it's made me feel a lot better, especially with the closing of the game. And how that hit me. So I'm just happy and I'm looking forward to what happens in the future. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, King. I, for me, I just want to thank MAA and the community for introducing me to two of the coolest guys I've never met. And one semi-okay guy. I'll let you guys parse out the witches. Witch, so. <laughs> <laughs> just remember, only I'm the only thing keeping Travis Jones from pummeling you. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a fair amount of mileage that has to do with that too, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, uh, and George, uh, oh, he disconnected. I give him a chance. All right, so I'll I will shuck and die for just a second. George can interrupt at any point. He's got his hand up. All right, George. Nope. Apparently, it's not working. Nope. I guess not. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, not seeing his microphone. Sorry, all. man. All right. Well, for one last time, let's hear from the probably least unsung hero of our crew, Mike Woodard. Agents, music for From the Helicarrier is provided by The Beginning at Last. To see us whenever we're live, just subscribe to Twitch TV. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and don't forget to rate us and leave a review. You can find more of the rock god of podcasting at charlesmcfall.com and more of Agent Ibbett on the Coverville podcast and both can be found at giantsizeteamup.com. 
Agents, your primary point of contact is via email at fromthehelicarrier at gmail.com. And find everything else you need from tips and strategy on the game to full archived episodes on the helicarrier.com website. This has been another fine podcast from the Giant Size Team Up Podcast Network. And with that, on behalf of all of us from From the Helicarrier, for one last time, the boss has fled. Whoa!